Thank you for tuning in to Wove Inspiration Podcast with host Althea Richardson. Wove stands for Women of Vision and Excellence, and the mission is to inspire, encourage, and uplift women and the men who love them to becoming all they were predestined to be. And it starts with restoration. L. Edwards is an irrepressible silver lining spotter with a compulsion to say the stuff most other people only say in their heads. She's your cheerleader and image bearer, helping you to see who God created you to be. Elle, thank you so much for being on Wove Inspiration. It's my absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. I know everybody says that, but I genuinely love it. it just, <laughs> it's just so fun for me to get to meet new people. So thank you. Yes. So before we even got started... <laughs> There was there is an acronym that you were explaining to me what it means, because I'm like, I don't want to mess this up. So I'm (laughs) saying, let me make sure I have it right. You are you are. And if it's wrong, (laughs) please correct me. But it is an acronym for what? It's UBIA. Yubia. Um, Yubia, uh, which I know is easy for me to say because I'm British uh, and the it's the you see IER at the end is with your accent is tricky uh, and uh, God and I had this conversation back and forth when he when he had me trademark this name and I said but half the population can't even say it he said it's okay but the acronym so this all started so for the longest longest time Yubia was all about helping people be who God created them to be uh, and I, I banged on about it for I don't know eight years nine years ten years however long uh, you know know facebook memories they remind you of these things and it wasn't literally until last year where holy spirit said ask me for an acronym because he knows i love language and because it was his question it was i said well okay i'd like an acronym please so yuya is you the person god created you to be plus i-e-r i said okay what's i-e-r he said i-e-r is intentional expectant relationship so intentional. Uh, everybody can hear from God, expectant, expecting to hear from God and relationship. Actually, intentional really is more about making the space for it, you know, asking God those questions, expecting is expecting to hear answers and then relationship. And so for me, when he suddenly gave me that, I'm like, ooh, it added an extra layer, an extra dynamic to what I'd already been doing. So now, yes, I help people be who God created them to be, but we we do that by having conversations directly with the author, the person who wrote your story, who knows you best. Because there are so many quizzes on the internet, like which Harry Potter house should sorting house should I be in? To the more kind of like, you know, in-depth strength finders and all of these things and they're great they can be really good tools and at the same time let's take these things and go okay god what do you say about this how does this you know reflect who i am who you created me to be so yeah it's a fun acronym and it it it, it does like i say it does tickle me how many people can't say it and yet god's like well nobody knew what a google was once upon a time so i'm like <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> absolutely So one of the things that I heard you say is that you are someone that wants to help people get to know who they are. Why is that important? It's important because it's actually a big part of my story. And I know you love stories on this podcast. Absolutely. Probably a loaded question is probably, (laughs) but um, for about, so my children are now, I say children, they're now 19, 17 and 15. So they're not really children anymore. They're they're teenagers. But about 15 years or so ago, if you'd have met me then, although I lived in the same house, had the same children, uh, same husband, 
I was not being Yuya. I was not being who God created me to be. I was trying to be this really good wife and mum. Uh, and, and I put myself into a bit of a box. Uh, and if I'd gone, I remember very clearly when they were little, feeling quite angry and pent up and frustrated. And if I'd gone to my local doctor at the time, they probably would have put me on antidepressant or, you know, some, not, not that I'm against medication. I know there's a need for it. And at the same time, I also maintain that the more that people can simply be who they were created to be, because I'm a little bit ADHD and a little bit all over the place and just embracing our quirks and our foibles, forgiving ourselves, there'll be a lot less people walking around with labels and, and diagnoses than, than we have at the moment. Uh, and so, yes, I, I'm passionate about it because it's part of my story. Uh, and, and at the same time, I know it's not just me. Uh, and so that's why, well, that's why it's important to me because there are, there's so much that God has for you and, and the plan and this purpose he has for your life. And the more that we can embrace this big adventure in life's not meant to be mundane and boring. You know, there are, there are tedious moments in, in, in days, but I would maintain that's not meant to be our default position. You know, we're not just getting through the day, same old, same old, wake up, go sleep until, until we die. You know, actually, what if life right now could be a great big adventure? Uh, and so there's different layers to this, but the mental health aspect of it was really is is kind of the, the starting point i guess because of my own journey uh, and you know god was a massive part of that because what helped me be yuya was, was a bit random and a little bit sort of ironic but i, I stumbled across a bible weight loss course uh, i've always been quite curvy i'm still not skinny now but i came across this bible weight loss course and the reason why it's particularly ironic is that the people running it some of their theology i don't even agree with they're, they're very calvinist um and god bless the calvinists you know and all the rest of it but that's not where i'm at but it's hilarious to me god used this one thing that had been a constant sort of battle, if you like, for me to step into this reala realization that, well, if God loves me just the way I am, uh, maybe it's okay for me to accept me just the way I am. And it wasn't like an overnight transformation. It was little by little, but it is like night and day and, and stepping into, because I, I grew up in the, a Christian family, prayed the prayer when I was 12. I say I was scared out of hell when I was 12. It was through this Bible weight loss course in my 20s that I was loved into heaven uh, and that journey from there. And so it's all because of God. And when I tell these stories, I tell these stories on lots of different podcasts. And sometimes the audience, you know, they don't do God yet. And I'm like, well, just insert, insert whatever word you want. Because I fully maintain that even if you don't think he's there yet, he's loving on you anyway. Um, but he is the reason for all of this. And, and that that awareness of just how loved we really are. That that is the the, the what make what brought the transformation for me. Yeah. So and through your experience, it's your experience, you found that there was purpose. And that's yes. the part that people are struggling with today is what is what is my purpose? What is my meaning of life here on on earth? Why mm. do you think that so many people struggle with that? Well, I'm going to back up slightly because I, I recognize that struggle because I remember going around in circles. I called it thing finding. I went around in circles. What's my thing? Particularly because in about 2010, gosh, I've been around on the internet for a long time. It was like years ago in internet years. 2010, 2009, 2010, my local church, we set up a charity because we wanted to, to build a community center. And I stumbled, and there is a point to my story, I promise. We stumbled into this world of, of internet and people like living, working from home in their pajamas. Like, oh, I'd like a piece of that. You know, bearing in mind, 
I've got three kids at home and my husband works full time. This would be great. And so I did loads of business courses and it was all about you need to find your niche or what are you here to do? What's your purpose? So I lost months and months and months thing finding to the point where actually, and this is part of the Uria story, I actually gave up in the end and went, do you know what, God? I'm done with, in fact, I didn't even say it to God. At that point, I wasn't talking to God as explicitly as I am now. I'm still a Christian, but it was a different sort of relationship. But I was like, do you know what? I'm done with trying to find my thing. I've learned all these tech skills along the way. I'm just going to be me. I'm going to help other business owners. And so I actually launched a VA business, a virtual assistant business, where I, unbeknownst to me, was helping other people tap into their purpose by supporting them in the stuff that they didn't want to get excited about. Mm. And so I would maintain for lots of people, we we almost get it backwards. We get so pent up with it. Whereas actually, if you picked me up and put me in any situation, I would maintain I'm still me. I could still live my purpose, uh, even if I was doing something completely different. Now, I do believe that there are specific things that God puts us on the planet to do, but I don't think he gets quite as hung up about it as we are, because we don't get want to get it wrong and to answer your question directly then why do we get so in a tiz about it because we're afraid of getting it wrong you know we, we are very aware of our mortality and oh i don't want to waste all these years on this planet doing i don't know being a shoe designer if actually my purpose is to to uh, bake cakes i'm putting those examples off the top of my head sure. um you know but actually I would maintain, this goes back to the IER, the more that we step into relationship with God, if I woke up tomorrow morning and said, okay, God, I'm going to bake a loaf of bread for every person on my street. Bearing in mind, there's probably about 200 houses on my street. But more importantly, I burn things. I've burnt pasta more than once. Okay, I am, yeah. So if I woke up tomorrow and go, okay, God, I really feel like my purpose is to bake bread for every person on the street. And I just went and did it. Not sure how well that would go. However, if I said, okay, God, what do you think about this? Where and, and engaged him in that, then it would be like, well, are you sure? Well, you know, or, or he might say, well, ring your mum because she's really good at baking bread. She'll come and help you. So the more that we actually walk the IER piece out, it becomes almost second nature. We, without even having to get caught up on it, we be who we were created to be because we're doing it in relationship with God. You know, he, he loves you. He knows you. He can nudge you. Uh, and I know the bread is a daft example, but it's an example I give quite a lot. The other example is the flip of that. My mother, who's great at making bread, if she woke up tomorrow and said, build a website, I'd be like, are you sure? You know, because <laughs> she's, we've just about, she doesn't mind me saying this, so I promise. So she've just about taught her. She does Facebook Messenger and she can do, we can send, she can send gifts now, uh, gifts, not gifts, okay. um, or, or gifs some people like to call them but you know, that's <laughs> controversial um and she plays solitaire but she's not really that tech savvy otherwise and so if she woke up tomorrow so i'm gonna build a website which i can quite happily do you know it would be okay have you asked god about this you know are you sure you know it, it works it's in so many different ways but if we just relax a little bit and yes of course our, our time on this planet is is finite. You know, there are so many days and none of us have promised tomorrow. And at the same time, if you simply wake up each day, okay, God, what are we going to do today? Uh, and, and, and walk that out with him, you are already living your purpose because your ultimate purpose is to do life with God yeah. uh, and, and, and be you with him. And the more that you do that, the more that you will just shine and you will draw more people to his love and it will all have like a, a ripple effect from there. But if we went, keep going to checking in with him, we won't get quite... Yeah, quite so pent up about it. Yeah, I, I love it. I really do. One of the things that really came out for me and what you were saying, I thought about Psalms 37, 4, which is basically he's saying that, you know, if you delight yourselves in him, 
he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, what's mm -hmm. interesting is that there are people that misunderstand that particular scripture. They assume that, you know, if you desire something, you yourself desire mm -hmm. something that, you know, then God is going to give it to you. Mm -hmm. But when I read it over and over again, I read it as he is the one that puts the desire in your yes. heart to do whatever it is that he wants you to do or the purpose yeah, and plan absolutely. that he has for you. So what mm -hmm. you just said was this like fits right in there that yeah. he will give you the insight and, and the know-how to do if you have this desire to sing. Now I don't sing <laughs> at all, but I love to make a joyful noise. But that's not my gift. And I know that it's not my gift because that's not something that I desire to really do. But if yeah. he put it in my heart to do, then Absolutely. he's going to send the people to me to be able to help yeah. take me to that level. So, so that's true. awesome. Yeah, no, that's so, so true. Because as you're saying that, I was like, yeah, because he put the designs there and then you said it. It's just absolutely so, so true. Because yeah, we go, oh, I really, really fancy a bright red sports car. I really desire, we always use that as an example. I haven't actually met anybody yet who goes, yeah, I really desire a great big red sports car. It's like a middle, middle-aged sort of cliche, isn't it? But um, you know, we use that as our silly example. And like, okay, you know, uh, okay, maybe you're going to use that middle-aged sport, uh, middle sports car, that bright red sports car to drive around and do amazing stuff. Who knows? So if somebody, so we should, because anyone's listening, going, actually, I do really fancy a red sports car. No judgment. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what suggestions <laughs> do you have for someone who, you know, they, they are constantly seeking God on what they should do with their life? Mm -hmm. what their purpose is, what what can you tell the individual that's really seeking God and wants to do his will? Mm, that's a really good question. Uh, and there's layers to this. So I would first of all look at, okay, what does what does that look like? What does seeking really, really seeking God's heart really look like? Like, you know, and and I'm gonna introduce I'm going with the flow of the Holy Spirit here. I want to introduce one of the things that was transformational for me in my relationship with God during lockdown. Uh, so we're going to date this, but we, so early April 2020. And I, I know we bandy this word transformational about, but it, it was really good for me. And it, I should add the caveat, like as is the essence of you, Ian, one size does not fit all. Uh, however, what I want to suggest to people is if you've never journaled with Holy Spirit before, I want to invite you to give it a try. Because through a series of God incidences, I was led, I was on a, on a training course, um, um, during the first part of, of the first six months of lockdown, uh, which at the time I was like, it's never going to last for six months, but it did, of course, but that's that's all history. Um, <laughs> but there was one particular book that, and I forget the name of the book, and I don't remember much else from this training course, but I think the reason why I was there for, was for this one exercise, to get my piece of paper, my pen, and write, God, what is on your heart right now? And then pause, and then write down everything that comes to mind. No editing, no second guessing, just literally free flow, write down everything that comes to mind. Uh, and the, according to my, I've got one of my mentors, Tony Robinson. If you don't know her, she's a wonderful woman of God. She's brilliant. She she will tell you, and there's others as well, that the first thing you hear will be God. The second thing you'll hear will be the enemy. Did God really say? And the third thing you will hear will be your own doubts and insecurities. So that's why we just want to write and write and write and write and write and don't go back and like question yourself. Just write down everything you hear. Uh, now, I say it was transformational for me because we've already touched on the ADHD. 
I, it's the first time in my life where God had me be still. Uh, although I was actively doing something, it was the first time in my life where it was, it, it became really clear to hear him. Uh, and so, and from that, it actually became this thing I started sharing with my community. I share it more widely now. We've got books now of everything that he's shared, uh, but it's actually become a foundational way that he shares his heart with me. And you can ask him questions, you know, so everything I do in my business now is led by God, journaling and I go for walks with the dog as well. And, you know, but, but I tend to start with writing. Uh, and so I say that because sometimes we go, right, we're really, really seeking God. And perhaps, you know, yes, we're definitely talking to God about him praying, but are we giving him the space to actually reply? Are we expecting him to reply? Uh, are we recognizing that he's replying? You know, there are many different layers to this. So those, those thoughts that, because I say to people, I have conversations with God, what does that sound like? Well, it sounds like my own voice in my own head most of the time. Well, how do you know that's you? I'm like, well, quite a lot of the things I hear in my head are much smarter than I know I am. But also think of this as not like a one-time thing. So you write all this stuff down and you go, okay, God, this is interesting. And you're saying, what, asking more questions. So I often give the silly example of if I woke up tomorrow and I heard God say, uh, sell your house and move to Ghana. Now that would not just impact me. That, and there was a random country that popped in my head. I've got, we've already talked about my children. They go to school, university. My husband's got a job here. It would have a massive impact. Whilst I can do my work anywhere in the world with an internet connection, it will have a massive impact on my, on my family, on my household. And they are my first community. You know, they've only got one mum and they've only, he's only got one wife, which I'm very glad about. So if I heard God saying, or someone came to me and said, Elle, I feel like God's saying, sell your house and move to Ghana. I'd be like, okay, thank you. Okay, God. What are you saying? I feel like you're saying to sell my house and move to Ghana. Is that what you're saying? What's going on? We don't have to take the first thing we hear and then jump on it, particularly if it's something really big like that. We can ask God further questions. And so the other, and, but the other thing that comes to mind as well is I, I hear an, an urgency and an almost an angst in the question on behalf of the person who's doing, Oh, I'm really, really seeking God. And oh, you know, what if you lightened up a little bit and just relax? You know, and just go, just so you ask God the question, you journal. If for some reason you're not hearing anything, ask him about that. God, I really want to know what my purpose is, but you're not saying anything. What, what would you like to share with me? What, 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 what's important to you right now? And then just relax with it and go with the flow because that pent up anxiousness makes it harder. I mean, God's always whispering to you. He's always wooing you with his love, but it is harder to hear and to, and to work through that stuff, particularly for those of us, you know, the entrepreneurial types do have lots of lots of different ideas going at the same time. <laughs> Some of us find it harder to be still than others. Uh, and so to just, just ease up a little bit because it really, wasn't until I went oh do you know what I give up trying to find my thing I'm just going to be me then the answer came and remember it didn't come in an instant it was little by little and layers I mean I started that business in 2012 and it wasn't until 2021 where I had the acronym and I finally feel like going oh we're here I finally know what we're doing and yet even though I finally <laughs> went oh I finally know what we're doing even this, even this year, we've had, well, you did know what you're doing and you do know what you're doing, but we're also doing this bit. Oh, and by the way, we're doing this bit. And so we've got this space in my community called the Rainbow Room, which I thought was simply about walking out promises. This year, God's like, no, no, it's about specifically around book publishing. Because one of my, this isn't a side tangent, but it's related to the story. One of my little wanderings around in about 2015, 2016, when I was scratching the itch of thing finding, is I wrote and published five or six novels. And so I've got this whole publishing arm thing that I did. When God went, here you are, I'm going to redeem 
that piece. Let's add that bit on now. And so even when you think you're done, you're never really done. And that's part of the great big adventure. But if you watch the language that you use to describe it, if you think of it as an adventure, it's fun, it's an opportunity, then that makes us feel like I feel lighter in myself saying it like that versus going, oh, I've got to do this. I must do that. Our language is so important and our minds are so powerful. And so the way that we approach it makes a massive difference. So I know that doesn't directly, directly answer your question, but I'm hoping that it does give people um, some 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 helping points. The other thing that comes to mind as well, though, is also then noticing the opposite of that. I sometimes call it a stop doing list. What are those things that frustrate you, those things that shut you down, those things that drain your energy? Uh, and sometimes we have to do things and, and you can find the fun a bit like Mary Poppins with a spoonful of sugar or whatever. Uh, like I'm not particularly keen on cleaning. It's not my forte, but I like having a clean house, you know. So there are sometimes we just have to suck it up and do it. But other times there are things that, well, does this actually need to be done? Is it mine to do or is it somebody else can do it or can we just not do it at all like ironing i never iron anything without exception i can't think of an exception okay if my kids need a shirt ironed but even then i don't do it the same my husband does it because i'm terrible at ironing you know <laughs> silly example but we know here in the uk at least older generations they love their ironing no not doing that pay attention to those things that drain you and leave you feeling less than because those are really good clues as well yeah. And one of the things you were saying about, you know, kind of like listening to God and mm. when you are presenting something that you want to do, but you're not sure which direction to go. One of the things that I've always uh, heard and I've learned throughout my experience as well is that he will answer you in three different ways. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, like, and it'll be like so evident that you cannot deny mm. that it's God. I'm like, okay. I also yeah. share with people that there are like green lights that you look for mm. as well. So yeah. you step through a door and yeah. then pushing you, at doors. My mom says that. I love yeah. it. So good. Yeah. Yeah. You go through that door and the door mm. opens and it's like, okay, I must be heading in the right direction. Or you get to a door that it doesn't open. It's either you're going to wait mm. for further instructions, or maybe that's not the direction that you need to go. And so mm. it is so important that like you were saying, we need to be intentional with mm. our relationship with God and asking mm. him and mm. discovering our way of finding our purpose and, and everything so that we are being in the going in the direction that he wants us to go, essentially. Yeah. And also just trusting as well that like he can nudge us. You know, I fully maintain if if we just listen for the nudges and go, is that you, God? That's all you'd actually need to do. Like, yes, because there's other ways you can hear from God. But like quite often, if when I take, I mentioned the dog, when I take her out, if I'm on my own, like, okay, God, which way are we going today? And I kid you not, like, there's two main routes that I tend to take. It's right around the pond or over to Sospan. I know nobody listening to this, unless they're my friends, will know where that is. But the number of times where I've heard, right, go to Sospan. And then when I went to Sospan, I then, it's good Welsh word, that Sospan. Um, <laughs> um, when you, <laughs> when a Sospan and I bump into somebody who, I mean, last week, their dog was dying of cancer. Or I hear, go around the pond. I ended up, oh, this week it happened. I'd literally gone towards around the pond. I ended up standing talking to this man for 20 minutes, 25 minutes. In essence, about he told me initially that he was an atheist, right? I'm talking to him like, you are not an atheist. You are somebody who loves Jesus. And he's like, yeah, I've actually been baptized. What's actually happened is he's been hurt by the church. We had this brilliant conversation. So the number of times that that happens simply by trusting the nudges. And if we're not sure going, is that you, God? 
it would tra- it would just change everything. And that's not to say that we don't read our Bibles. That's not to say that we don't pray, but actually prayer is conversation. And so every time you go, okay, God, what are we doing? You're praying. It might not look like how it looked like when you were taught in school or in Sunday school or whatever, but you're praying. And it's not like as if, you know, that whole thing about having two litres of water every day. If I drink my two litres of water before like 7am, I'll be in the bathroom all day. If I sip my water gently throughout the day, it's much better for me. Same is true with God. Yes, have your quiet time. But that doesn't need to be it. Think of this as an ongoing conversation. Um, so, yeah, all of that to say, I agree with you totally. Uh, he, he can nudge you and if, and, and he knows your heart. Yeah. He's not there trying to trip you up or catch you out. That, that's simply not who he is. That's not in his nature. Yeah, it's absolutely. Tell me a little bit more about the blue house. What is, what does that entail? The Blue House is my online community. We're not on Facebook, thankfully, anymore. Yay. I'm, I'm not, I have a I have a love-hate relationship with social media. I actually came off it at the end of 2021 at Holy Spirit's invitation. Then my Instagram account got hacked earlier in the year. Uh, and so I was like, well, I'm glad that happened now and not a year ago, because otherwise I would have just been like devastated. I am now back on there a little bit. But anyway, it's my online community where we gather folks from all around the world. We've like almost, uh, not every continent, but we've got South Africa, we've got Africa, America, Canada, Singapore, UK, as you'd expect, Scotland, which is also in the UK, but people from all over the world. And we get to do life together. Uh, and so we, we're actually on our summer break at the moment because I'm going to Glasgow next week uh, up in Scotland. And so oh, I'm so excited about that. And the side conversation and not for the podcast. But <laughs> so we had we had a break for the summer because I I knew the summer would be challenging in terms of scheduling. But normally we meet on a, uh, a Tuesday. Uh, for actually, we're starting the UEA Games on the September the 20th, uh, where we, we're going to be doing this live training, exploring who it is God created us to be and alternating that with um, what are called bounce back. Yeah, resilience. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Resilience. So, because it's all well and good going, yeah, I'm going to do this stuff, but then things don't quite go right. Um, and we also then have different rooms. I call them rooms because it's cute. Uh, they're really like groups, I suppose, but I call them rooms because it's the blue house. So, we have different <laughs> rooms in there. So, we have like the water cooler, which technically isn't a room. It's an object in a room, but whatever. Places for doing life. We have the party room. We have the prayer room where you can put on your prayer requests. We have the praise room. Uh, we also have the rainbow room, which, like I say, is specifically small group coaching and we meet then on zoom for that as well writing planning writing and publishing your book uh, it is it logically speaking it shouldn't work because i don't have a very large email list it's a membership site in terms of how the what the model looks like and all the experts will tell you you shouldn't have a membership site until you've got x number of people on your email list but god said we're going to do this i'm like okay then so we did and we are still in our infancy but we have some big promises for this year uh, and so at some point, it will be bigger than it is right now, but it's just, it's glorious to me. We do these one day events on the last Sunday of every month where we get together for a bit more of a longer amount of time. And oh, do you know the, the conversations that we've had? They're just so rich. There's so much, you know, the wisdom. Well, you know, you do podcasts. The, wi- the wisdom that you get from other people right. is just so, so fun to me. And I just feel so blessed and fortunate I get to do life with these folks because it's, they're also different and it's just, it's just brilliant. So that in essence is what it is. And, and it's called the blue house because my actual house here in Flanetti is blue. It used to be called, yeah, it used to be called the Itchy Soul Playground. Uh, and then last October, we painted our house blue. Uh, in fact, to the point where I, on my, on my, my email list now, it says the blue house, Queen Victoria Road, Lenethley, because we are, we were the only blue house in the whole street. There is now one further up the street, but we're the first one. I'm just saying. So anyway, because originally I had this big longer term dream I, I, of stuff to do 
um, offline as well. And one, and, and the Itchy Soul Playground online was going to play feed into the offline. I said, well, God, I feel like you're telling me it's actually going to be here in my town, but now our house is blue. What's going on? And so we worked through some stuff and then it, it had a name change. We call it an expansion. So now instead of having just one playground, we've got lots of rooms to play in instead. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, how can people get in contact with you, purchase your book and also join your community? The easiest thing to do is to go to uia.com, Y-O-U-I-E-R.com. You'll see on there, I would invite you, I mean, you can go and just join and the, the community, you can get the book. But I do also, those the love notes, which I kind of hinted towards, I started writing in 2020, I share those via email. So they're quite a nice entry-level piece for people if they're like, oh, okay, I think I like this L person, perhaps I'd like to get, a know, get to know her first. You'll see in the menu, there's a, there's a, a link there to access the love notes. Uh, and more importantly, they're an opportunity for you to to get a little look at God's heart. Um, what, what, what I often say is helping you hear God's heart while you learn to hear him for yourself, because you don't need somebody as a middle ground person. You know, you don't need me saying God says this about you. You, you can hear him for yourself. And at the same time, of course, people can speak into our lives. So it, it's both. Um, but yeah, uia.com is where it all happens. Uh, and there's links to the book and all good stuff. In fact, I don't know when we're going live with this, and this might date it and be no, no good. But we're actually having a party in celebration of the, the UIA book birthday. So if this happens to go out before September the 20th, there's a party page uh, and you can sign up for the love notes and get the book for free, an e-copy. Um, but if it doesn't go out, but then never mind, it's not that expensive on Amazon. It's like $4.99 or something. So don't stress it. Or join the Blue House and you get all the books included in your membership. So. Hey, that's awesome. Elle, <laughs> it has been a blessing to have you on my show today. Thank you so much for sharing such wealth of information. Do you have any last words for our listening audience? I would love, I didn't know I was going to say this, I would love to teach you my three-word hack for silver lining spotting because it's a really practical thing. I say this a lot as last things. I should say as well, it's been my pleasure. I've loved this. It's so fun. <laughs> um, so these, the, with the caveat, this is not for those tragic days. These are for the days. I use the example because this happened during a podcast recording once of the dog coming in and being sick on the carpet. My little dog, Charlie, will live forever in podcasting land. He passed away in uh, January 2021, but he lives on in these stories, bless him. He walked him when I was recording the podcast episode as we were talking about silver lining spotting he vomited on the carpet uh, and I said I said well oh I should have said if you're eating don't listen but never mind too late for that so you the three words you need are but at least so you say oh no the dog's just been sick on the carpet but at least and then pause because your mind loves to fill in the blanks this is where we need to give the warning okay if you're eating pause but at least it was only frothy there was no lumps in it <laughs> actually happened i kid you not i'm sure i could find a better example but charlie gets to live on blessing yes but at least so you recognize you give voice to this thing that's a bit annoying you go but at least and because of the way that your mind is wired and the way that you were created your mind will fill in the blank and help you find the silver lining now i should say this will take practice i never used to be a silver lining spotter it now now it now just happens by accident to the point it drives people crazy you have to be careful sometimes actually because sometimes people aren't quite ready for the silver lining yet you know depending on how bad the thing is but you can practice it and the more that you do it the easier it will become because of the reticular activating system if i had another life i'd be like a neuroplasticity expert brain surgeon type person because it fascinates me uh, that's a conversation for another time but yeah but at least give it a go even if you think oh that sounds nonsense try it because unless you try it you won't know if it works or not uh, but I, I guarantee you my free guarantee give it a go the more that you practice it the easier it will become 
Because the example for that, incidentally, with a reticular activating system, is remember when you buy a new car and suddenly you start seeing cars like yours all over the place, your mind filters them in. So the same is true. The more that you do this, the easier it becomes because your mind will filter it in and help you out. You got two for the price of one there. Hey, <laughs> thank you so much. Yes, <laughs> consistency is key. Absolutely. At least. I love it. Elle, thank you so much for being on Wove Inspiration. I really appreciate you. I appreciate you having me be here. It's honestly, it's been so fun for me. Thank you. <laughs> hey, you guys, this is Althea with Wove Inspiration Podcast. You guys have an awesome day. Take care and God bless. Hey, this is Althea, host and producer of Wove Inspiration Podcast. Wove Inspiration features women and the men who love them who use their voice to share their stories of overcoming obstacles in life. Everyone has a story, some good, some not so good. The common factors for guests on Wove Inspiration are their solutions and their victorious endings. You can follow us and leave a comment on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under Wove Inspiration. You can also subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other platform you listen to podcasts.